Hey, teacher friends, this is Angie in the Rockin' This Teacher Thing podcast show, the podcast for early primary teachers that rock their classrooms every day. Today, we're still talking about stations. Today, the basics of stations, like how many kids should be in each station, how many stations should you have, how long should each rotation last, how do I use a timer? What do students do when they're done at their station? That's a biggie. So go ahead and keep listening. Again, this was from my YouTube video at Teachers Making the Basics Fun, but I thought I'd share it over here with you guys too. And so I hope you love it. Let's go ahead and start rocking today's episode. Here we go. Okay, the basics of stations. If you didn't catch the video on the materials that you need to help you organize your stations, how to get the rotation chart all up, make sure you get that one. But today we're going to talk about the basics, like the first basic, how many kids are in each group? And that really depends on your groups. For me, I loved having two kids per group. Then there wasn't a whole lot of shenanigans going on because <laughs> we know if a, if a group more than two gets together in kindergarten, it's just going to go from a very fun time to like a rave, right? So <laughs> uh, in my experience, a smaller group is better. So it was always my goal to get two kids Per group. How do you get them into those smaller groups? How do you train them how to work together? Well, the way I did it is the first day I did stations, I did two separate groups. So I had about 18 kids. And so I would have a group of nine and nine, and I would give them an activity to do, an independent activity. I would show them what I wanted them it to look like, this is what they're doing. This is their behavior. This is what I need to see. This is the sounds that I need to hear. All the things. I would train them how to do it. And then we would practice switching. All right. And they would go that way. And we would do that for like two days. Usually not much because they can do that pretty easily. Then I would split it into four groups. So then I would have smaller groups. Then we would rotate and I would show them on the chart, how they were to rotate. And we would rotate three, sometimes four times. It depends on how much time I had, right? And then the next time I just, I just jumped right into two people in a group because by that time they knew how to rotate. They knew how to look at the chart and figure out where they were going. And they knew how to work pretty much independently by themselves. They didn't quite know how to use, how to do their partner, how to do the partner thing, how to do the setup and the takedown. But that's when I would show them how to do that. So in my opinion, two people per group is the best. And when I group them, I like to put them with a, as a similar skill level. Sometimes one, if I had a, a really low student, I would try to put like a medium student, medium skill level student 
with that lower student, just because if I put two super low students together, many times they did not even have the skills to even start the station, right? So if I put somebody medium with somebody with a little bit lower skill level, the medium one would be able to help them. I rarely put a super low one with a super high kid because I find that those kids that have exceptional skills get super frustrated with the kids that have those lower skills. And the kids with the lower skills see those kids with those super higher skills and they get a little bit uh, intimidated or even they get a little sad because they're looking at this kid's kid who's reading Harry Potter as a five-year-old and they can't even identify their name, right? And they, they see that difference. So putting them with that medium student is always better. I like to put super high kids with my super high kids and then the medium low kids like that, okay? So two per group. Next question, how many stations? How many stations? How many stations? Well, that is a really good question. And the answer really depends on you and what you feel like you need to have set up for your students. So if you have 18 kids, then you have nine groups, right? And so you need at least nine stations. So in my estimation, you need at least nine stations that you can run your kids through. And so with nine stations and three rotations, that's three days that they're going to get through each station. Now you're thinking to yourself, I can't be creating new stations every three days. And no, you shouldn't be. It's really important that those students go back to those same stations that they've done before. It's okay that they revisit that skill, that printable, that game, that book, that activity. It's okay. And they're going to say, I already did this. And you're going to say, yep. And in here we practice and we practice and we practice. I want to see you doing it like a first grader. I want to see you doing it like a second grader. So Just give yourself a break and have them redo the stations. I used to like to set up 12 stations because then in in that amount of time, they would get through them in four days. And every two weeks or so, I would start switching out some old stations with some new stations. Very rarely, when I swapped out the materials, would I do all the stations at the same time. Like sometimes I would be like, oh, this game is going to be good for this skill that we're learning this week. I'm going to swap it out with this game. Oh, this game is going to be really good. Um, They need some extra practice with this. I'm going to put this here. Uh, Puzzles were always good. I was always swapping those in and out, in and out, in and out. So just to keep it fresh, that's what I would do. The next question is how long should each rotation last? And that really depends on your students. If you're just doing this kindergarten first week, I would say five, six, seven, eight minutes, maybe. You have to build their stamina with this. And I used to have a little chart that I would say, okay, kindergartners, today we're doing eight minutes in stations and next week I want to bump it up to nine and then 10 and 12 and 14. Because 
as they get used to being independent, you can bump up that time. But expecting a kindergartner to and their partner to be independent at a station for more than 10 minutes, I think it's an unrealistic expectation for that age group. Now, I sometimes would loop with my students. So if I taught them in kindergarten, I would have them in first grade. So going in, I knew what their stamina level was. And so for first grade, sometimes I would start at the beginning of the year at that 10, 12, 15 minute area and then move it up to there. One trick that I always used, and I learned this the hard way because students would get done with their station and they would say, how much longer? What do I do now? And that is one of the basics. Use a timer that's visible to everyone. I had an iPad that I had a little timer and they could just look. If they asked me how much more time, I would just point and pretty soon they wouldn't ask me anymore. They just knew. Um, sometimes I would project it using my projector, a big old timer, but sometimes my projector was part of a station, so I couldn't do that. Um, so a timer is essential. And one more thing that you're going to need to consider is that some stations are going to take longer and some stations are going to get done quickly. And so if you have some materials for your students that they can continue to do independently and they are engaged in, that is best. But the question is, where do you find that? <laughs> right? I mean, that's easy for me to say. Well, part of what I've done is there's an early finisher solution pack of 64 games that I have. I'll put the link in the description down below. You can check that out. I've trained my students how to use those games and then they can use those games uh, when they're done with their stations. So with those games, they can have a binder with their specific games in it, or you can just include one of those games in the station. Remember I showed you the shelves? If you didn't catch that video, catch that video. Sometimes I would just put an extra game in there. So if they got done early, they could just play the early finisher game. All right, so how many stations between nine and 12? How many kids in each station? I would say about two. How long for the station? Depends on your age group and how big their stamina is. I would say start with five to eight and work all your way your way up to 15, 20 minutes. Just depends on the skill of your kids and how independent you can make them be. Remember, the goal of stations is for them to be doing their skills by themselves so that you can be doing the important work of small group instruction. And in order to do that small group instruction, to its best, you need to have the attention of the kids in the small group, and you need to have your attention on those kids in the small group. Therefore, the rest of your class needs to be busy learning and having fun and engaged, not bugging you. <laughs> no. If you liked today's video, make sure you hit the subscribe button and give me a thumbs up because the next video, you're not gonna wanna miss it, is going further into teaching your students how to be independent during that station time, how to set it up so that they can totally do it on their own. Like if a sub came in, you could say station time and you could walk out the door even and they would know how to work it, okay? 
Honestly, kindergartners can get that independent during station time. It's like magic. It's the best. So stay tuned for that video. And if you didn't catch the other videos on the materials, go ahead and get those as well. I'll put the description it in the description down below. I'm Angie. I was in education for 25 years. And remember, the creator of the universe loves you. And I think you're pretty amazing too. I will see you later. Bye-bye. There you go, teacher friend, the basics of stations. I hope that helped you out and that now you feel a little more prepared and confident to tackle station time because it really is an amazing time that you can spend some really great small group instruction time with your students. It's so much better and easier to individualize and group them according to their skills and their needs. And really, stations are the only way to do that. So I hope that helped you out. Next time when we get together, we'll have more about stations. So make sure you subscribe where you listen to this podcast. And remember, I think you're, you're my hero and I think you're amazing. And I will talk to you later. Alrighty. Bye-bye.